Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm Courtney. I'm MK. I forgot what I was saying halfway through that statement. I'm glad it finished. So It, it all came out correctly. <laughs> Thank you. How are you? Um, I'm so fucking tired that like, I literally, as I was sipping that wine, was like, has anything happened in my life that I haven't talked about on this podcast? I don't think so. Um, no. No. No, it really hasn't. Um, the new episode of Doctor Who came out today with David Tennant, um, but I haven't watched it yet because I was busy all day. Um, so yesterday, um, I woke up at 11 a.m., uh, watched three episodes of Taskmaster, watched an episode of Stargate, took a nap, when watched half of a football game, and then went to dinner. And that is what I would like all of my days to be forever. I would also like that to be all of my days, but I'd like to alternate Taskmaster with, like, Holiday Baking Championship. Absolutely. But everything um, else would stay the same. Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. Um, well, it's a movie that we watched on Thanksgiving after um, dinner. Um, it's a new Netflix Christmas movie called Best Christmas Ever. Um, is it good? It is. It stars Brandy. She was at uh, the parade. Oh. In a beautiful good. pink dress. Um, I love it. This is not a plot spoiler at all, but at one point during the movie, Brandy's character said, well, Santa Claus is coming to town. And I literally leaned over to Dan and I go, if this movie does not end with Brandy singing me that song, we will have wasted two hours of our lives. Don't worry. It does. <laughs> <laughs> great great <laughs> so i um, love that i need to anyway, i need to watch that it was like I officially started my holiday movies yet, yeah so. it was it was everything you would want in a cheesy just like blow off the night terrible or like holiday rom-com family movie it was great it was amazing i love that speaking of brandy and i mentioned she's at the the parade yeah uh, I had these two girls behind me who, who talked the entire time. I'd say like, Rude. well, I'd say like 90% of the time I agreed with them and or found them funny. And they were also only there about a third of the time. So 90% of the time they were there. And I was already annoyed with everyone else around me. So I was like, these people are fine. Yeah. But they were like, is that Brandy? Oh my God, it's Brandy. And they're like, why is it Monica here? Didn't they have that whole song together? And they were like, I think they had beef once. And I took everything in me to be like, have you not been here the past 25 years? 25 <laughs> years. They are not friends. No. They did one song where they hated each other. Yeah. And they never didn't. Like, I think they did yeah. one other thing together for press, but, like, they weren't no. friends. Like, no. They're not sharing a flow. Also, like, Brandy, she still sings and she still acts, but she's, like, trying very hard to be an adult image that is not what she was in the nineties, like everything that she's credited in as now is as fully as Brandy Norwood. It is not just Brandy. Yeah. She is rebranding herself. Mm -hmm. Right. So we are not about to loop her back in with Monica. <clears throat> not that there's anything no. wrong with Monica either, but like, we don't need to start the drama. There's no need for that. Yeah. Let them no. live their own lives and be joyful. Um, I mean, it's, it's bad enough that the drama between Brandy's PR team and Whitney Houston's PR team is the reason why we never got an album for the Brandy Cinderella. Um, I mm -hmm. will still never forgive Whitney's PR team for that. Um, 
it's fine. I'm not over it, and I haven't been. We do not need to bring Brandy into any other drama. Exactly. Let leave her be. Leave her be. Let her do her holiday movies and yeah, whatever else. And sing Christmas songs and ride on the parade and just be a stunning, beautiful woman. That's all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I did want to tell you one other thing. Yeah. Um, it's about 10 seconds long. But since, you know, I've been using my, like, backup notebook for everything, because um, I've I finished my other one for Exorcist, so I bought a new notebook for when we start our next show. And this is a show and tell, guys. I'm sorry if you're not watching YouTube. It is Handbook for the Recently Deceased. <laughs> and it has little guys at the top. Oh my god, I love it. And it has big pages in it. It's the best. And every page has the little the um, little worm guy going through it. I love that so much. So I'm waiting until, you know, the new show starts, but I'm so excited. And I it's just it. brought so much joy into my life. I love that um, so much. I can't wait. I, I mean, also bought this book. Yeah. I only have this many pages left in my notebook. So, so I love I will have to. I mean, I also have stacks and stacks and stacks of unused notebooks, so it's just a matter of which one do I grab next. Right. Right. Yeah. I. Uh, I'm. I'm out of that. I had a stack, and now I'm out of them. Um. I also bought a book that I can't remember the name of it. Murder- Murderable or something. Okay. And it's like it was hip on the TikTok, I believe, or BuzzFeed, mm. one of those. Mm. And it's like a. It's a puzzle book that I think you would love. It's okay. like, a, but it's like a like an inv- investigating one. Ooh, uh, like I'll tell that. you all about it once it gets here. And I figure out more about it, but that Perfect. should be sweet too. Perfect. Um, See, I just was, I, th- I think about people who do these shows and how many of them probably do their notes online and don't go through nearly as many notebooks as we do. But I could not take notes like that. No, I like ugh, no, I would lose my mind. And also, like, I use my computer to record. So you want me to look at my notes on my computer while I'm trying to look at us, while I'm using a different camera because my camera doesn't work on my laptop? What do you want from me? Like, right. it's 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 for the best if I just use a notebook. Yeah. I only have so much technology at my disposal. Exactly, exactly. Um, also, I apologize if you're watching this on YouTube. It is 11.45 at night and I am drinking wine, so I cannot guarantee that I will not just be yawning through the entire podcast. I'm fine. I enjoyed the episode. I'm just fucking tired. I'm also tired. And every time one of us yawns, the other one will. So just hang in there. So much yawning. Super stoked. And you know what keeps us even more stoked? Is our spirituality. I think I was depressed when I wrote this one, too. Um, Can't wait bring us Um, down (laughs) ultimately spiritual awareness unfolds when you're flexible when you're spontaneous when you're detached when you're easy on yourself and others well that's not so bad no that one's definitely less depressing than last week that's Um, so much less depressing yeah i love it well friends countrymen friends romans countrymen Romans, that's the word. I was like, there's a word in there somewhere. Lend me your ears. Because we have made it to the finale of the Exorcist series. We are at season two, episode 10. And it is just titled Unholy. 
Is it? I thought it was unworthy. It is unworthy. And oh, I wrote okay. it correctly on one page. And then when I look at the other page, I wrote unholy. Oh, okay. It's fine. Pick your favorite title and that's what we'll say it is. Because um, that's how I do things now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it aired December 15th of 2017. It was rated 8.2 out of 10. Okay. The number one song is still Rockstar. Thank God we're done. Thank the number God one we're movie done. is indeed The Last Jedi. Yes. <laughs> and this. the number one book is People versus Alex Cross by uh, James Patterson. Oh, I know that one, actually. I've never read a single James Patterson, but that one I've at least heard of. I don't know the specific one. I'm just familiar with the Alex Cross series as a whole. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure I remember when this came out because it was 2017. Yeah. Um, and I think that's actually when I was reading some James Patterson books, so I probably heard about it. Um, so rude. Sorry. Um, Dan's brother, David, just texted me and was like, I can't wait to talk to Dr. Who with you. And I said, I'm not going to be able to watch it till tomorrow, but yeah, I can't wait either. And he goes, ugh, fine. Cough, fake fan, cough. It's midnight. What does he want to talk to you about? So rude. It's too late. It's too late for this nonsense. David, go to bed. Go to bed, David. So, so on this day, I have just things for you that I found. I had a hard time finding like very specific things. Um, so the last Jedi did indeed premiere today. Yes. Um, which we've and which we've <laughs> walked around a lot. Um, SAG announced their first all female presented awards show. Um, that they did this in light of the Harvey Weinstein stuff um right. and i mentioned this earlier in the season but today is the official day that aol ended aim so i mentioned so that it was coming sad. and we've made it the end of an error yeah era not error sometimes it was an error who knows um <laughs> My entire existence on AIM, my, I said my entire existence on AIM was an error. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's a fact. Um, I wish we knew each other when we were on AIM. I feel like we would have just been so unhinged. So unhinged. Like, ugh, the best song lyrics, though. No doubt. We would have had the best song lyrics, collectively. I, I, also, I often had, like, the used and my chemical romance. Ugh. Yeah, I loved the used. I always lean more towards Fall Out Boy. And, um, See, I was a big Good Charlotte girl, breaks. though. I was a oh, big Good, good Charlotte. Charlotte. Was my I was explaining to my mom that um, after COVID, Dave Navarro didn't come back to Ink Master, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to watch it again. And I go, but then you'll never guess who they replaced him as the host. But, and she goes, yeah, I wouldn't have no fucking idea. Why would I know that? And I go, because Joel Madden. And she just starts cackling. And she goes, Man has gone around yeah she just starts cackling and she goes you know those people that might no one my age has any right to know who they are and i could not pick their face up out of a lineup but you in particular have said their name so many times that i don't hesitate for a second in being able to identify them and i was like yeah i always wanted to be a bingy fan but joel did it all i mean man, joel was, like joel, joel's so hot i can't i know um, and, and then I was telling my mom about how Nicole Richie and Cameron Diaz have family dinners together, and it's the weirdest thing in the world to me. That's nice, though. That's yeah, nice. I love it. 
Um, did I tell you about Dan Navarro? Speaking of the Navarros. No. He goes to Folk Alliance every year. And he's like besties with my boss. I love that. Can so, you introduce me to Dave? I don't know. I don't think they hang a lot. Like they don't hate each other. I just think they like are busy and don't hang a lot. They're in different yeah. circles. Yeah, but also like how am I gonna get Dan to get your boss to get you to get me to meet Dave? Like that is a Well, I know how to get to Dan, so you don't have to get through all of those. You just oh, okay. come with me. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot less steps than that. Still like probably not gonna happen, but a lot less steps than you're trying to make it be. Perfect. Great. <laughs> Love um, to see it. Ugh, the best. Oh god, I love, I love good show. That's. Did I ever tell you? I'm so sorry. I'm derailing. We. That's how I learned the DNA strands for um. It's adenine, thionine. Yeah. Bonding and signing or whatever. Yeah. I remembered it because it was at Good Charlotte. Was how I remembered it growing up in like school. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is the only reason I ever remembered what that was. And uh, they're love the best. We should have a good Charlotte day one day. Uh, oh, I love good Charlotte. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. today is not that day, though. <laughs> no. Did you know good Charlotte wrote half of five seconds of summer songs? I did not. That's why I like I- them. I used to make fun of Monica for liking Five Sauce so much, and then I found out that Good Charlotte wrote all their songs, and then I was like, shit, that means they're good. Well, yeah, like, I all those boy bands that came out at that time, I don't enjoy them. I don't care for One Direction. I never yeah. did. Yeah. I always like Five Seconds Summer. That tracks. Yeah, it's because the Madden twins wrote all their fucking music. Yeah, and now I feel less like a moron right. for liking music. So, yeah. great. Thank you for validating me as a person. Always. Um... So something else thrilling is The Exorcist. Our <laughs> director is Jason Insler, who we've spoken about before. Our writers are David Grimm and Alyssa Clark, who we've spoken about before. Um, our editors are both new. <laughs> they what a- have been involved, okay. it seems, but they are new to edit- editing this. And they were like yeah. very specific. Like one was a story editor, one was another type of editor. It wasn't just like, it was a lot okay. going on. So one of them is ben- uh, Benjamin Haldshell. Um, okay. He is known for Fast X, Fast 10. I don't know if you Fast actually t- It's say Fast it. 10. No, it's Fast Okay, 10. I was like, I don't know if you say it is the Roman numeral or not. I'm not that hip. No. Um, Prey, With or Without, and Alien Harvest, which is the 2019 one, 2021, the newest one. Okay. And then um, Roma. It took me a hot second to figure out you meant Alien, like Alien. Oh, yes, yes. Like, he did Prey, and then a few years later, he did Alien Harvest, so. Got it, cool. Um, and then Roman Valhaus Va- is known for The Passage, Sleepy Hollow, Queen of the South, and Graceland. So he's obviously, like, worked with a lot of these people before already. Yeah. We've heard Queen of the South and The Passage a few times. Yeah. Um, and then our star that we're going to talk about this week, I think we've actually made it through all of the characters a reasonable yeah. like succession like i don't think there's anyone left we haven't talked about okay. which means i nailed it so you're welcome yeah. so our last one is beatrice kitsis who plays harper perfect and she is known for the 2019 child's play the 2020 babysitters club and project blue book is she related to edward kitsis i don't know who that is 
Oh, he's one of the creators of Once Upon a Time. Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz are the creators of Once Upon a Time and they used to work on Lost. I was going to say, I recognize the name Adam Horowitz. Um, yeah. I don't know. You'd have to, you'd have to tell me because I can't look at my phone right now. That's okay. Um, I'm going to look it up. Some fun facts for you. She loves baking, which is right up my alley right Great. now. Right. She modeled for Redfish before she was an actress and she did a lot of theater at Bard on the Beach. So she did like Romeo and Juliet and etc. They only listed Romeo and Juliet, but she did more, it said. I um, don't I don't think she is. I think that's a different spelling of Kitsis. K-I-T-S-O-S. Okay. Yeah, no, I I'm looking at hers right now, but and then I'm gonna look at his. I think I think it's a different spelling. Gotcha. But I just heard that last name and I was like, she's a kid in Hollywood. Maybe she's related to somebody. Sure. That tracks you. Yeah. All right. So we start this episode with our friend Bennett. And he's in a suit at the hospital. And Anna is there, which we already know is a problem. Yep. We don't, I don't know that he ever said exactly what happened to her, but it's clear that he let her down some way from when he tried to be possessed the last time. Correct. Yeah, no, it's um, not good. Yeah. And so at this point, I'm convinced he's dead because I'm like, he has moved on. We are past everything. And that's why he's seeing his sister, who I have assumed is also dead. Um, and we learn that he's basically left everyone he's loved too, just like all the other men that are exercising people. Um, but he is indeed not dead. He is just still in a coma. And we learned that because the demons have found him and they are now in his room. And the nurse says that they, she hopes he wakes up soon, yada, yada. And once she leaves, we pan down and the demon goblet is below his bed, steaming up towards him. So not I'm gonna save my comments about for later. I thought you might. That's probably for the best. Yeah. Um so we come back now to where we actually left off last episode. Marcus is dragging Andy through the woods when Tomas and Mouse show up. And everyone is shocked to be in the same place. Not really. So fucking awkward. It's the only one. So awkward. Everyone is acting like this is the worst thing that could have ever happened to them. Yeah. And we see Marcus's look of shock and despair. And then we go to the credits. Which are not the same. Really. Yeah. We don't really have credits. We just have the title page with a dark background. I wonder if they just needed to like add a couple extra minutes into the episode and because of the way network formatting is, they cut the credits down because it was the finale and they needed that extra minute or two. I could see that or I was wondering if they were getting ready for like the next season and then they didn't have a next season. So they were going to like, because you know, sometimes like with the finale, they'll change it. Yeah, I I think that usually a shortened one is just their only ability to add an extra minute into the episode. That makes the most sense. That makes the yeah. most sense. So, um, yeah, so we come back and they're in the woods. They have taken Andy to the abandoned house. And Marcus cannot 
let go that mouse is there like he just he's, keeps asking her he's why she's freaking there. the fuck out yeah and because if you recall in his vision of her she became a nun and is living her best life away just obviously not what happened which was which was a lie like we never we never yeah. thought he actually thought that he probably thought she was dead he probably did think she was dead um yeah you're probably right but then they just started like having it out like they are saying the things that they never got a chance to say yeah um and then out of nowhere the andy demon just smiles and says what a lovely day for an exorcism fucking piece of shit i was like okay you are clearly in control of everything now like like the demon had to go regular andy was not wrong right the demon had to go yeah um but we jump over the kids who are on the ferry headed back to the mainland of course in the middle of like this god-awful storm because yeah. what what else would it be and sweet verity starts asking if there's any type of like words or bible verse she can say to like make things feel better and she's asking shelby and uh it's it's very sweet it's a very sweet scene i was a little concerned um when they after they just kept panning to rose's very terrified face and i was very concerned that she was possessed i had the exact same thought okay i was like this woman accidentally got possessed going down into the well i was so scared not great um but yeah. i was actually even last episode when she first said you should have left without me i thought that was a threat not a like fear yeah yeah um I'm, i didn't think it then, but i hindsight would have thought that like yeah. after seeing her in this episode yeah it so. was it's very stressful yeah so we go back to andy and everyone's doing an exorcism so we have all three on board and when stuff just starts flying around the room like oh, yeah they're almost like knocked over by what looks like a dresser or like a chair or something mm -hmm. and then andy's body starts like floating and like levitating yeah and then the ceiling starts like, getting ready to look like it's like caving in like we are not in a good situation no um and andy's demon andy demon just laughs and then we see that a helicopter is made it to the island, which means that the kids have made it to the mainland. Mm -hmm. um, and Mouse just immediately pulls a gun on Andy. She's like, yeah. great, we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. We don't have time for this. And uh, she's like, you know that I'm right, Marcus. You kill the host, you kill the demon. And he's like, that's not how we do things here. And she's like, it absolutely is. And, uh, well, she she goes how long does it normally take you to do an exorcism like we are losing for the amount of time it takes you to clear one demon out eight more people get possessed like we don't have time to feel bad we have to win yeah and he's like i get it but we're exorcists not executioners yeah and he takes the gun from her and the demon starts bringing up when marcus has killed other people he's yeah. like you slit simon's throat you killed your father when he could have left it like left the door like there were other options and you didn't take them yeah. you only took the way out where you killed everyone and yeah. he says marcus enjoys killing and he goes this whole thing and marcus says and the, which is very kind of sad for him he's like you're the only one who's ever gotten it right like that you're yeah. scared that you're gonna like killing because your father was abusive 
Yeah. Okay. It's like you're afraid that the violence is genetic. Yeah. That's so sad. No. Um, then Tomas starts saying that, like, not only is this demon, like, there and not going anywhere, it's not escaping to go into someone else because Andy's trapped inside of him. Yeah. Like, Andy's actively not letting this demon out because he knows that it will just break out. Right. And, uh, and then it was so sad. Marcus says, I don't want to lose you. Because Tomas is like, I'll go in. I'm going to take care of it. And he's like, then bring me back. And I was like, there's only so many ways that can work. Yeah. None of them are very likely. No, but it was it was so sad. There were so then, many things that there were so many things that they could have done with this episode if they had known that it was the end. I've had um, a lot of feelings. In this yeah, episode. and I'm gonna save a lot of my feelings about that for next week when we wrap up. Yeah, and like talk about that. I'm gonna try to focus on just my actual feelings about this episode because I have so many feelings about yeah. the whole deal. Um, I cried a couple of times. I did too. Um, it just, oh, it was a rough episode. Um, so he goes, so Tomas goes in, and I put no shade to Andy, but Mouse is absolutely right that he's not worth the whole human race. Like, especially because he's willing to die for it. Like, yeah, it's not like he's like, please help me. He's like, hey, why don't you kill me? So this demon also dies because it has to yeah. be gone. Yeah. And, um. But instead, Tomas goes inside, and so now we're in his head. And he starts seeing and hearing things, and, you know, he's inside Andy's home this whole time. And the demon whispers are coming back, and he's seeing, like, demon eyes. And as soon as the demon almost gets him, Andy comes through and just knocks the demon's head off. For the back, out of nowhere. Yeah, and but also the oh. demon is like made out of sludge and it's disgusting looking. Yeah, it's that like black sludge that we saw in the beginning with um the the woman the first, in the first Yeah. Episode. Yeah. Caroline, is that her name? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. That um, was a yeah, year so ago. Yeah. It was ages ago. Um yeah. So Andy says that like He's like, hey, get out of here. He's like, I can't leave. He's like, there's no way for me to get out. I've done too much. Like, yeah. Because he's feeling guilty for killing people, even though he wasn't mm -hmm. in control. So yeah. He couldn't do it. Um, but he's like, he's like, we can't do this because I can't risk that this demon's gonna go to another family because it's never mm -hmm. gonna stop. Yeah. And he's just he's just so kind. And then he was like, I need you to give you a message to the kids if in case this goes south. Yeah. And to yeah. us, Okay, tell me. And then right. we pan out. <laughs> and we go back to Mouse and Marcus. And Mouse is mad, of course, as we saw. She's yeah. gotta get on she's gotta get a hold of her emotions. Like she gets too angry and starts acting. And like she does. She's like you gotta oh. be a little more mindful. Um, she's a mess. Yeah. yeah. She's a straight and so, mess. Right. And she's like, How could you let him do that? And Marcus is like, I don't think you understand. I don't let him do anything. Like he was going to do this one way or another. So mm -hmm. this is just kind of what's happening now. Um, and then and then this is where we learn that she came to find them because they're losing. And Tomas might be the only way out. Because he has some kind of special power that no other priest has. Yeah. Which we obviously know. <laughs> um, and then we go back into the mind. And Andy 
says it would be he just like he was like it would be so nice if this was all a dream he was like and we could just wake up from it all and everything would be changed and then the demon just grabs him and pulls him away out of nowhere and uh then multiple demons start showing up we get the iconic crab walking demon um it's just one thing after another and then he runs away and goes and locks himself in a room and andy's there and tomas finally tells him he's like let go he's like you have to like go home you have to like do better go find your kids and andy's like no this was my mistake like i let this demon come into me because Uh i was grieving he's like i let this happen i let them hurt my family i can't yeah yeah and then um tomas starts trying to exercise the demon and the pictures start dripping down the wall in a black sludge. And Can I tell you, my mom has never watched the show before. She does not like horror, does not like anything scary. She came in the room and was sitting on the couch with me, only half paying attention. Um, and then she just looks up at the TV and she goes, um, why are all the paintings melting? <laughs> I go, mom, they're inside like a hell prison trying to exercise a demon. That's the least weird thing that could be happening right, right now. <laughs> Out of all of the things, that's not the one to worry. No, <laughs> no. Uh, sweet angel. Um, but as I said, we see this the uh, sludge pool gets really quiet and then becomes mm-hmm. a demon woman. And of course, Tomas tells her to take him instead. Which and that- is so stressful because that got somebody killed down a flight of stairs before yeah and like he says to take him and so andy is coming back to himself because she's less holding on to andy but we're also losing tomas and marcus is trying to wake him up because he can see that we're losing him yeah andy's yelling for marcus to just shoot her so that it all ends and then finally he does and it was almost too late with tomas because his eye started turning into that third eye and then we watched it disappear as the sludge died and then immediately after the police arrive but everyone's dispersed and it's just andy who's died that's all they find yeah so we go back to rose and she's giving her side of the story to the police And she says that Andy killed Lorraine in self-defense and that Mm -hmm. he never would have done that if it wasn't to protect the children. Right. And they're like, but he gutted her. And she's like, yeah, but it was to protect the children. And like, agreed, that's kind of a strong reaction. Right. (laughs) But, you know, who knows what you do for your kids? I don't have any of those. Either. Um, I'm not quite sure that that is... um a proper what I would what I would do for them but like yeah. I'm also yeah. not sure it's not like right like there's no way to know um but yeah so then they're like well what about like Russ and Colleen and she's like yeah he changed after that like that murder really did a number on him and she was like he was there, like and he started talking to the kids she's like yeah he was a different person then like it was it was just so kind and sad seeing her like yeah and they but then they got mad at her they're like but you didn't report it she goes or and they're like because you he attacked you too and she was like yeah and they're like but you didn't report it she goes 
I was on an island in a store with no cell service and no way off trying to protect these kids. I did what I had to do. And now I'm here telling you what happened. Yeah. She's like, I thought the paperwork could wait. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, it, it could. Um, and so and luckily, friend, luckily, the agent does agree with her. Yes. Yes. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, that tracks. That's that was the right. Story. Correct. Um, and so we go to the kids and they've been sitting outside with Tomas and Rose comes out and she's like, all right, let's go. Let's take care of things. Everything is going to be okay. Um, yeah. And then Tomas says that he has a message for them all. And this is where I just sobbed like the whole time. He first, he tells Rose that Andy said that every kiss meant something every time. And he hoped that she never like didn't realize that he loved her. And then he right. just goes kid by kid telling them what he means to him. And like, Ugh. Ugh. and he went like in order of like when they, when they arrived, like the earliest to the latest. Yeah. So, like, or the latest even, like, he's even like, I know I didn't have you for very long, but like, I'm still your dad. Like, oh, yeah. Heartbreaking. And he's like, there, you're always all going to be a part of me. And you're all going to like, it doesn't matter where you came from. You're all going to do great things. And oh, yeah. So, um, and that was the first time I cried. Yeah. So then we go back to mouse and Tomas has come up to talk to them and Mouse is outside, like, at the at the truck, getting things ready. And he's like, how is he? And she's like, go talk to him. And goes inside to talk to Marcus. And Marcus tells him that he's not going. Because he's like, tell me when you're ready to leave. And he's like, I'm not going. And he's like, mm, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah. he says he feels unworthy because he murdered a man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's well, like and it's he's- not that I regret it. But I can't he, change it. He's like, but it's it's a mortal sin. It's something I did wrong. And it's something that a demon could use against me. And I am not in a place where I can reconcile the why for the what. And I can't do this. Yeah. And man. he's like, and he and he's also like, you know that it's been so long since I felt like I was actually a vessel for anything. And mm-hmm. now that I have this extra baggage, I'm not useful to you. Yeah, and in in Tomas keeps saying he's like I don't know how to do it without you, and he's like you're an exorcist, like you can do it, like it's fine. Yeah, and then um, Marcus says he's leaving, and he goes out and tells Mouse like Mouse to watch out for him, and he's like I'm letting you guys carry this on. And, and oh my god, it's so funny. He's like giving her advice about the things that like Tomas needs and what he's good at and like why he's so important. And he goes, and don't ever let him drive. He's rubbish at it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it makes sense that we've never seen Tomas drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Tomas comes out and talks to her. And <laughs> well, like, I mean, yeah. to be fair, to be fair, if Tomas spent most of his life in inner city Chicago as like a poorer kid, he took the L train. He didn't need to know how to drive. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, and so Tomas goes and talks to Mouse. He's like, it's okay. I know him. He'll come back. He's like, it's just, he's just needs a minute. And Mouse is like, I really don't think he is this time. Like, I think this is different. And yeah. he's like, well, I can't do it alone. And she's like, you don't have to do have it. have to do it alone. And um, so that's where we leave them. And then <laughs> to Bennett. Who wakes up 
with a third eye. And we see him wake up, and then we see a nurse wandering through the hallways. And then she goes to check on him, and as soon as she closes the door... unnecessarily stressful scene. The, just the scene of her walking through the hallway. I was unnecessarily stressful. And These then, were the extra two minutes they needed to cut the credits for. <laughs> so, if you listened to the podcast last week, you will know that I warned you that I was going to lose my shit on this podcast. And here it goes. <laughs> there was... No. Just fucking no. I don't... I understand that Bennett struggled in the first place with the the Valkari. We saw a thing in the first season when he almost got overtaken by it. Um, And I understand that he was alone and sedated. But what I don't understand is how someone who is sedated can accept a demon in that way it just doesn't seem correct especially knowing the whole thing about how the demon didn't want to take maria because she was sick it doesn't make any sense whatsoever that the demon would choose father bennett in that situation when there's all these other people in the hospital and all these nurses walking around doesn't make any sense also i I, and i get it they're setting us up for some bullshit for next season that isn't going to happen if this show had not been canceled I would not have watched season three. (laughs) So my answer to what you've said is I think he did accept it, but it was while he was in his coma state because his sister was there. And I think when he was like, I'm not leaving you. And no, I don't. I, I, no, no, no. That's that. I know yeah. that that's the scene, and that's what they were saying. I just don't understand how the logistics of the things that they've already told us about the demons in the last two seasons lead to that. I don't think that they're congruent. I don't think that in a coma you can accept it. Like that doesn't make sense for the way that they portray portrayed the demons up to this point. This was one of the worst plot devices ever, just to get the main number one good guy to be a bad guy to set up some fucking plot that we're now never going to get to see. And it is infuriating that they that they did this because it just doesn't even make any sense. And you can say what you want about maybe having Father Bennett still on the team, overpowered, blah, 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 takes away from the rogue bunch of fucking fuckwads that we have as our actual exorcists, and he's too Mm -hmm. much a part of the church. But everything about it was inconsistent and contrived and forced and ruined everything they've set up about his character, and I was livid. I do think it was forced. But I think, like, one of the reasons they still were okay with going with him, even though they did with Maria, was because Maria had cancer. And cancer is long-lasting. It's not something that, like, the demon could cure. Whereas this was, a like, more of a, like, physical, like, artificial wound. Like, once the steps sure. were out of him, he was sure. fine. And I think they did, if they were going to keep this, like, line going, they were going to have to give one of the exorcists. One of them was going to have to be possessed. And, like, sure. they didn't allow for anyone else i think it would have been better to have another character but we would have had to know them before like or even if they did it like with mouse like it would make sense to like make mouse the possessed one because one she's already been possessed before but then that would have been too close to angela's storyline right Um, but now also mm -hmm. getting back into my severe anger at this point everything that we've seen about these demons and especially the integrated high level Mm -hmm. 
demons, they have never mindlessly killed. They have always had plots. They have always killed people in power. They have always had reasons for their kills. Mm -hmm. What in the absolute fuckery was he coming out with garden shears out of the goddamn hospital to chop a nurse's head off in the weirdest fucking jump scare shit scene I've ever seen in my life. For what reason other than to show us that he was really possessed? Yeah, that was a terrible scene. So, um, so bad. And like, I think it was meant to be a jump, like a jump scare, but it wasn't even like intense enough to be a jump scare scene. I, like, I mean, I genuinely gasped, but I was also yeah. so angry at that point that like, I didn't, I mean, I was caught off guard, <laughs> but I felt like it was because also like, you don't see what happens. You just see him run out with the shears and then you see the chopped off head of the statue. Yeah. Like, so but it, it was it, lacking some elements. If you want like a, like a, a real good jump scare, it's lacking yeah. a bit there. Yeah. Um, so, and it just, all of this, and now knowing that the show got canceled and you'll never see a resolution to that, they have just taken one of the best characters of the show and turned his entire legacy in the show to fucking trash by giving him the worst ending possible. Yeah, yeah because I, I think that, like, this is something we can talk about more next week, too, but, like, I think that uh, his storyline would have probably been the best when it was resolved in the next season. Yeah. I think it would have, I don't think it, I don't think it would have been as tragic of a season as you think it would have been with him starting out as a demon, because I think he would have been like the one that turned things. No, for sure. And I think that's probably where they were going with that. I would love yeah. to see like what they actually had planned and thought about yeah. for season three, but I'm just so angry that that character, which was such a good character ends with such a terrible yeah terrible ending because it it was a horrible place for him to leave it which is not necessarily their fault because they didn't mm -hmm. know they were going to be canceled but it was also just a very badly done scene point blank period yeah yeah and so i and we've seen we've seen so many other possessions now at this point in this show that were not that poorly done no, like, and it just it just is so unreasonable. Like, think about Andy's possessed by this crazy powerful demon that has killed generations of families, and he still methodically and carefully plans it and doesn't hurt any of the kids for months after he's possessed. Yeah. You're telling me that Bennett, one of the highest people in the church, who's probably got one of the most powerful demons in him, is just going to like jump scare cut a chick's head off? Like, yeah. it just is so illogical. And, like, it, it truly is because, like, he was integrated, so he was more possessed than Andy was throughout most of it. But also, like, when you look back at, like, Father Simon or you look back at these others, they are so composed mm -hmm. because they're pretending to be a regular person. So, like, right. the reaction should right. have been the that difference, he woke The difference up. between Angela's handling yeah. of having a demon and Casey's handling of having a demon because of the integration is so clear that the yeah. demon is just in doing things in Angela's body and Casey's out of control. Why is Bennett, the most integrated of all, out of control? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. No, he should have been so very composed so angry about it and he would he should have walked out of that hospital like he owned the place and like everything yes. was perfectly fine like yeah 100 yes. percent. i agree that was uh a poor choice a poor choice to say the least
against. And you guys all know how I feel about them fucking up Father Bennett's story. I, was, I know. I was I know. livid. I uh, I don't think I had there been another season. I think I I don't know that I would have hated it being Father Bennett because we did see weakness in him. And because I think he would have come out stronger, but I'm sure they could have done something really good with it. It's just part of it is that I'm angry that I won't ever get to see it resolved. And part of it is that I'm angry that that's how they chose to do it. Cause it just is, yeah. it feels disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're right. He would not have been, he would not have been out of control or no. excessively violent for no reason. No. That's not, that's not how it goes. Um, yeah, because I guess the highest, the highest integrated one before him was Father Simon, I guess. Yeah, or at um, least that we saw. We don't know who all in the other, like, rest of the right, church but, like, was. The but, ones yeah. we have experience with that, like, we would have been more based off of. And Correct. he should have been better than him. Mm-hmm. Um, he came from the Vatican, so he should have been even more, like, poised than Father yes. Simon. So, 100%. 100%, 100% I agree. Um, but after the scene happens, three months later, um, Rose goes to see Truck, and this is also very sad. She's oh. like, "How are things?" And he's like, "I'm not sleeping." He's like, "No one will talk to me, and I'm scared all the time." Like, it's and they won't turn the lights off, and it's so so. Sad. I literally like, like cried for this entire thing all the way till the resolution of this part of the story. I know. And then as she she tells him, she's like, I found a temporary home. She's like, I don't know if it's permanent. Hopefully it will be one day, but it's just, I think I found a good situation for you. And he's like, okay. And he drives up and she's like, now it's a very, it's a new foster parent. This is the first time she's done it. So it'd be easy with her. Like, you're going to be fine. And he like walks in and he walks around and then you just start seeing pictures of of her. her And then you turn the corner and all well, and he goes, he goes, he goes, wait, he goes, wait, is this your house? And she said, yeah. And he goes, she was, is, would that be okay? And he just like nods his head and he's crying and I'm fucking crying. Yes. And then, and then it says indistinct chatter or like the captions yeah. indistinct chatter. And he walks around the corner and it's all of them like bickering and getting a welcome home sign. And my favorite part is when um, Shelby goes, don't call me dude, bro to yeah. Verity for no fucking reason. But then they all just like jump on him and give him like a giant hug pile. And then you see Morty is there too. Morty's there. Oh, it's and just I, I just cried so much. I cried too. And now we know that like Rose is going to take care of them mm. all and they get to be in a home <clears> together. And I go and I literally look to my mom and go at least that has a beautiful ending because I don't know that anything else good will ever happen. <laughs> but then and the next scene happens I was going to say and I thought that's where we were ending and I was going to be okay with that for what we had like but it's knowing we weren't going to be able to resolve anything like just to leave everything else where it was yeah. but alas we go to Marcus who's at the docks and he's standing out there and all of a sudden he starts hearing a low grumbling and he starts saying he's listening and he's hearing and then he just says well he starts hearing a low grumbling. And then if you notice, there was like, um, the way that they did it was actually really beautiful because there was just like a slight break in the clouds and the light mm-hmm. between the clouds just kept getting brighter and brighter so subtly until it showed him from behind with just like this broken line of bright light um, in front of him in the water. And he said, he's listening. And then mm-hmm. he called, 
he called out for Tomas. And I was like, I was like, is he supposed to be getting back to where he can hear God again? Well, that was, that was the voice of God, like talking to him. That's what that moment was. To like, go do this with him. And the three of them are going to be this like trio that's going to save the world. No, because the show's gone. We'll never know. Um, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even look to see if there was trivia. Um, we have some, we, we can talk about that next week if we need yeah, to. Yeah, I assume there wasn't. And if there is, I will add it to next week's episode when we do our wrap up. So, yeah, stay tuned. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, the end um, for what it is. So, who did you want to punch in the face? Um, I would like to punch. Um, the demon who left the thing under to, uh, Father Bennett's bed in the face. That's who I want to punch. Yeah, There's, I'm sure, true. other options, and I could be a lot less um, mm-hmm. aggressively specific with that, but that's that's my my. No, feelings. I'm glad you were, because I'm going to go with the demon that was inside of Andy. <laughs> and so I don't know who else I would punch. I feel like everyone else, like... Right didn't really do anything wrong and was just trying to to stay alive. Fair so, enough. Um so who's your MVP? That one is harder. That one's that much one. harder. Mm-hmm. Um I have to go with Rose though. Yeah. Packed them together and she did what she had to do for those kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I was gonna go with Rose if you hadn't, so I won't do that. Um. So. I almost went with Truck just because he made me cry. I know. But... Ugh, I know. I think I'm gonna go with Andy. That's a good one. Leaving, sacrificing what he had to, but still yeah, sure that his kids knew they were loved. Yeah, that's a really um, good one. So I think Andy's gonna be mine. Um, so do you have any final thoughts for today before we close out? And- no, I don't think I do. I, I went off on my tangent. I had all my strong feelings. Um, but I think everything else that I really want to get into, I want to talk about next week when we have a little bit more time to like go dive. into a deep dive because I think that nothing else I have to say is about. A, the singular episode it's about the story as a yeah. whole yeah that's fair i have a lot of that yeah. as well so yeah all right well if anyone is a uh, has thoughts feelings concerns anything really you can email us death and aliens at gmail.com you can find us on all of the social media at death and aliens you can find me specifically at ce cloud 13 Follow me everywhere at E-M-K-A-Y underscore superstar. And we will see you on Sunday for the finale of season four of Stargate. Yes. So see you then. Bye.